Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Hello. Oh, what's this? We're creeping in your feeds again, guys. Bonus time. First one of 2021, by the way. First one for a while. Yeah, first bonus one in a long time. So you're probably wondering what we're doing skulking around in your feeds on a Thursday. Yeah, but if you've seen the episode title on your podcast provider of choice, you probably have a fair idea. Unless we make it completely... I mean, we're doing this before we come up with the title, so unless I make it completely fucking... Obtuse. Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, what does he mean? What does it mean? It's, we need to crack this code? Yeah, I suppose it is a little bit unambiguous. We are hurtling at a speed that can best be described as breakneck towards the Glasgow sure. Film Festival, um, mm-hmm. which is happening kind of, I was going to say in Glasgow, but obviously not this year. It's between the 24th of February and the 7th of March, and it's happening everywhere in the UK this year because it is entirely online. Yeah, it's much more nebulous than that now. Yeah, and obviously with Glasgow Film Festival comes Fright Fest Glasgow, which we will cover in an entirely different way, kind of independently from this. Mm -hmm. But what's important to remember is that Glasgow Film Festival every year offers solid, sometimes great genre stuff that isn't covered by the Fright Fest selections. And we're going to take a wee minute to just have a quick shoot through some of that stuff and let you know some of the things that you could be looking out for. And if you're based in the UK, how you can watch it. Yeah, so, and some of this stuff sounds really interesting. Yeah, we've singled out a few. Um, we've got a solid set of six here that we want to talk about really quickly mm-hmm. um, that we think that you guys might be interested in. So if you're curious, basically you can see a full listing of everything that's going on at Glasgow Film Festival um, over at glasgowfilm.org. Yeah, and uh, we'll cover this again at the end, but if you're wanting to get tickets to any of these things, then glasgowfilm.org is absolutely the place to do that. You go on there, buy your tickets, and the same as a lot of other festivals have been doing kind of remotely, all your purchases will go into your account and then you'll be able to go in and watch them on the kind of dedicated player. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, pretty user-friendly. But yeah, we've got a few titles that we want to talk about here, and the first of those is The Toll. Yeah, yeah, this is the, the feature debut from Ryan Andrew Hopper, um, coming hot out of Wales. Yeah, now this is a curious one to me. This is uh, being billed as the Coen brothers meet Sergio Leone. Yeah, and it, it's interesting that it, it says that, because it has like Michael Smiley from Kill List in it. And to me, Kill List kind of slots kind of nicely into both of those things as well. That's a fair point, actually. And I think that this sounds really, really interesting. Basically, you've got Michael Smiley in the lead here as Brendan, who is like this uh, solitary tollbooth operator who is kind of living this life of quiet seclusion until mm-hmm. this... In fact, a couple of these involve characters leading a life of uh, quiet seclusion until they don't. Um, <laughs> but an emergence of a face from his past kind of sets into motion, apparently, this chaotic chain of events that leads to this epic standoff. Um, this sounds really, really interesting to me and uh, sounds like quite an ambitious feature debut. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another what sounds like incredibly ambitious feature debut is The Swordsman, which is a South Korean film from Jae-hoon Choi. Now this, as far as I can tell, Jae-hoon Choi has done nothing. No shots, nothing prior to this. So this is fresh out the box filmmaking here. But this this stars uh, The Rage, Joe Taslin. I will give you just a very quick synopsis of this as well. Um, Royal Guard and skilled swordsman Tae-yul has long been in hiding. 
There you go, see? <laughs> yep, quite a life can, seclusion. Yeah, he's quite... In fact, the actual synopsis I'm looking at here says he's content with a life of seclusion. <laughs> uh, with his daughter. However, with his eyesight failing, his daughter is captured by a slave trader. And Tay Yule must raise his sword one last time to save his daughter. Now, this sounds like, uh, from what we can tell, a mixture of kind of like talking about the raid... You're talking about these kind of like intensely choreographed fight scenes. It seems like you've got some of that along with kind of this very resonant family drama. I think this sounds really cool. Like you say, I think that for someone who is, as far as we can tell, has never shot anything before, this sounds like a ambitious undertaking for your first feature. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of all over this one, to be honest. I, I can't get enough of Joe Taslam. I think he's one of the best action stars anywhere in the world, to be honest. And if you're curious about this one, it is available to watch from the 28th of February to the 3rd of March. And just very quickly, the toll is available from the 25th to the 28th. That's an important thing to drop in there, Mitch, given that I just steamrolled over this and got to a film I was incredibly excited about. Yeah, um, yeah, these films are available for kind of limited windows, so we'll mention them as we go. But like I said, the toll, 25th to the 28th of February, if you want to check out The Swordsman, that's from the 28th of February to the 3rd of March. Now, another one that we thought bared mentioning that we thought you guys might like was Chino Moya, another feature debut here, Chino Moya, the director of Under Gods. Now, this is one that I'm kind of curious about, mm. potentially not that surprising to you, Andy, given that it's an anthology. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think the thing that jumps out to me the most about this one and the thing that excites me the most is that apparently it's kind of shot through with bits of Ben Wheatley and bits of Peter Strickland. Yeah, who would argue are two of the kind of smarter, more subversive, more interesting filmmakers in Britain at the moment. Mm, for sure. Um, but yeah, this is an anthology set in a dystopian Europe. Uh, the synopsis that we have says that stories entwine in the most doomed way possible, so presumably everyone dies. Yeah, this sounds like a fun, fun time. <laughs> yeah, but that's the most doomed way I could think of. But um, yeah, I think that this sounds great. And uh, go and dig into this on IMDb and stuff like that. The artwork and the poster for it and stuff like that's really, really eye-catching and cool. Um, this screens from the 26th of February to the 1st of March. Yeah. Yep, and that's Under Gods. Under Gods, that's right. Moving away then from first-time filmmakers to a veteran of the Glasgow Film Festival, Anders Thomas Jensen, who has been here with films like Men and Chickens and The Green Butcher and stuff like that in the past. Here this time with Riders of Justice. Yeah, starring the mighty Mads Mikkelsen. You can't really go very far wrong with old Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, he's he's superb. About as close to a, like one hundred percent market quality as you can get, I would say. I was very quickly racking my brain because I thought there must be something in there, but I'm I'm struggling to pluck something out of my ass that he that I, that I don't think he's generally brilliant in. Yeah, no, 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 he's great. And uh, here is Marcus, who has to go home to his teenage daughter Mathilde when his wife dies in a train accident. Or at least it seems like an accident until a mathematics geek who is also a fellow passenger on the train and his two colleagues show up. This sounds really cool as well. Um, this this kind of cool mixture of um, a really dark subject matter with something that sounds kind of quite funny. Yeah, and to be honest, what a title. Riders of Justice, I know. Yeah, you're going to forget that now, honey. Yeah, that was going to be your kind of 80s swaggering rock band name, remember? <laughs> Yep, that's right. Um, This screens from the 26th of February to the 1st of March. Again, that's Raiders of Justice. Yeah, and another one that we wanted to mention here is Apples, which is another feature debut, if you can believe it, Mitch, from Christos Niku. Yeah, now this is being billed as uh, being for fans of Charlie Kaufman and Yorgos Lanthimos. Now, I'm a fan of both of those. Uh, I know you're, a, you're mo- certainly more of a fan of Charlie Kaufman's work than I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a super fan by any stretch of the imagination, but like, I think that I'm always kind of curious about what he does. Although I must admit, I still haven't made it to um, thinking of ending things. Sure, uh, and I've got to be, I've got to say, I've, I have liked everything that I've seen that Yorgos Lanthimos has done. Yes, same actually, particularly uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer and uh, Dogtooth. 
Yeah, I, I thought that the lobster and the favourite were brilliant as well, to be honest. Yeah, ah, really interesting filmmaker. But yeah, apparently both of these kind of influences riding high in the saddle on Christos Niku's apples. So you've got Aris, the victim of a mysterious pandemic book that causes sudden amnesia. <laughs> um, when nobody seeks news of him, he's placed in a recovery programme where he must complete a series of tasks designed to build confidence and construct a new identity. Now this does sound very much like something that either of the two filmmakers that we've just mentioned would make. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious about this. I would say that of the uh, of the ones that were singled out here on this shortlist, I would say that this is probably the one that's catching my eye the most. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really interested in this. Again, it's kind of it's very difficult to dig up press or kind of what reception is like for these things because a lot of them haven't seen the light of day in a very sure. significant yeah. way yet mm-hmm. um, because obviously it's just the beginning of a festival lifespan. But like, yeah, this screens from the 28th of February to the 3rd of March and that's Christos Niku's Apples. Yeah, and lastly, the last one that we really wanted to touch on here is In the Shadows from Erdem Tepegos. I've obviously absolutely murdered that surname, but there you go. Uh, this is his third feature. He seems to make them a few years apart. Right, okay. So, uh, in fact, exactly for his apart, 2012, 2016, 2020. So, dystopian sci-fi here, uh, apparently the influences, the most prominent influences, at least here, are Tarkovsky and Gilliam. Oh, cool. I- I'm a big Terry Gilliam fan. Yeah, me too. Tarkovsky I can comment less on. In a surprising twist. I thought I was um, waiting for that. But the lead here is um, uh, Newman Akar, who is best known for Guy Pierce's Aladdin, but also Homeland. Oh right, okay. Um, and has kind of has been kind of like relatively prominent in quite a lot of kind of English language titles that have done quite well at like Child Forty Four and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But he plays a character credited only as the miner who works in a coal factory controlled by an omnipresent surveillance system. Uh, we follow a daily routine of brutal work, basic rations and precious sleep. Then he contracts a mysterious disease. Um, he conceals his scars, contacts the officials with a capital O. And apparently this becomes his first step in questioning the regime and becoming a force for change. The first thing that sprung to my mind when I read the synopsis, and again I'm kind of speculating at this point, was the double. Alright, okay, yeah. <laughs> Very curious to see how these sci-fi and bureaucratic elements collide and things like that. This sounds really quite interesting and kind of subversive. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's incredibly sad that we're not going to be able to see these things in the cinema this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. By the way, just uh, as a massive Godzilla fan, which everyone knows about me, I am all for the collision of sci-fi and bureaucracy. (laughs) Fair one, fair one. So um, before we move on from In the Shadows, that is um, Erdem Tepegos' film, which is available to watch between the 25th and the 28th of February. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, man, all of these sound pretty strong. Like, There's nothing here where I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's nothing that I'm immediately put off by, and I think that most of them are things that I want to check out. And we will be, kind of, once these are screened, sending off a little bit and digging into a few of them. We'll pretty much be reviewing all of these, I think, on the mini-sodes coming up. But credit once again to the team at Glasgow Film Festival. This is always a really diverse, really interesting lineup that comes out ahead of the curve in a lot of ways a lot of the time. It's one of my favourite two weeks on the calendar, generally. Uh, obviously things are a little different this time around as far as I'm concerned I kind of understood this was going to happen I'm just grateful that we managed to squeeze it in last year yeah we, we kind of managed to get Glasgow Freight Fest done and our live show done like right round about the time that everything started just kind of crashing down and closing up yeah um, so I think that like rather than kind of bemoaning the circumstances that are in front of us now I'm kind of just thankful that we managed to get all that stuff done last year um, but yeah for those of you who couldn't travel to Glasgow or don't live around here then just be aware of the fact that very, very soon you are going to have access to these really, really cool titles that it might take a while for you to see anywhere. 
Yeah, and the, not to mention the titles that are on offer at Glasgow Fright Fest. Like, they're available anywhere in the UK as well. Yeah, and that's a really interesting lineup too. Um, and, I mean, do, I mean, head over at glasgowfilm.org, dig into the lineup because there is screeds and screeds of stuff that we haven't had time to talk about that is great as well. Yeah, I, it's, it's a pretty strong lineup. And I think credit where credit's due to the organisers of both Glasgow Fright Fest and Glasgow Film Festival as a kind of broader entity because. You guys are presumably working to put, pull all this stuff together under extremely difficult circumstances. And as film fans and as genre fans, we absolutely appreciate that you're still giving us these avenues to see new things. Absolutely. 100%. Couldn't agree more. So, how are you feeling about this lineup? Anything about anything here maybe that you didn't know about that you're going to check out? All those kind of things. If you want to get in touch with us, let us know. There's loads of ways you can do that. Facebook and Instagram are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us at Strong Violent PC. You can email Strong Language Violent Scenes at gmail.com. And you can join in the conversation on our Facebook group, The Chud Locker. I would normally at this time kind of say, go and take a look at our Patreon, but it feels a bit crass and gauche to do that when we're talking about someone else's stuff. So. In this case, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, instead instead of that, I would say go to glasgowfilm.org. Yeah, like we said, that's how you're going to find out all the information about how you can actually see these films and the mechanism required to do so. 100%. In the meantime, we are back in your main feeds tomorrow talking snakes on a plane. Andy versus Mitch style. <laughs> God help us all. God help us all. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye guys, thanks. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.